0: Hey everyone, Austin here. Before we start this episode, I just want to say that this is a very important subject that we're going to be talking about in this episode. I think it's very important to demystify subjects like zoosadism and child abuse in order to truly combat it, because as you will hear later in this episode, a lot of people's initial reaction is to avoid the topic because it makes people uncomfortable. And make you uncomfortable is what this episode will do. We are going to talk about a lot of pretty graphic descriptions of Abuse, sexual abuse, mutilation, primarily relating to monkeys, but just know that this is going to be a rough one. So, if you choose to listen, take care of yourself. Welcome everyone to episode 40 of Gorilla Radio Show. And this is a very special episode in the middle of our series we're doing on the Congo, because as many of you have seen in our Discord, you've been sharing it with me online in all sorts of ways. Uh, There's a recent article uh, from the BBC called Hunting the Monkey Torturers, and it's got a lot of bombshells about the monkey hate group that we were... We did a pretty quick bonus episode about uh, a couple months ago, but we never really went... As far in depth as this gets. So, I'm going to go ahead and have everyone introduce themselves and as well as our guest who we have on.
1: Um, so, I'm, I'm Chandran. You all know me. Well, I guess,
2: hey, I'm Greg. I
1: don't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you guys know who I am.
1: And joining yeah. us today is Yardfish, a, a yeah. kind of a small star from this new BBC article. Can you please tell everyone
3: yeah. what you do, Yardfish? Okay, so you can also call me Dave if you don't want to call me Yardfish, because that's okay. kind of a yeah. <laughs> weird name. That's true. i, I that's
1: true. <laughs> I probably probably should have discussed um names and stuff a second. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. But Dave is great. so okay.
3: Yeah, so I I've been working for the last two and a half years on investigating zoo sadistic communities that exist on the internet. And um does isn't simply it's not simply limited to just monkeys, uh, dogs, cats, rats, rodents, all sorts of stuff that people just do really, really strange things to. Yes. So, yeah. yeah um, but the thing that we kind of like been working the most on over the last two years is specifically the monkey hate stuff, which started on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Though I should specify, I don't ever call them monkey haters. I always refer to them as monkey molesters mm-hmm. for a reason, because that's what they are.
0: Yeah, jeez. Well, um, <clears throat> I guess uh, you mentioned this started on YouTube. How did you discover the monkey torturers? This this community. How did uh, I think Linda from the article described it as being fed to her by the YouTube algorithm? Is that the same story with you?
3: Uh, yeah, well, Lucy, not Linda. Um.
0: Oh. Oh, sorry. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so. Uh, well, actually, like all of this stuff was actually in the documentary that was made. They shot a ridiculous amount of content, but they had to consolidate all of it down to 57 minutes. So, mm-hmm. but essentially we found it due to the YouTube algorithm. uh we, If you watch animal videos, you're eventually going to find a video of an animal in distress. And this time it was a baby monkey that had fallen into a well, quote unquote, fallen into a well. But it's obviously contrived and faked because the guy is filming it for like five minutes, just watching it flail around before he reaches in. And he's like, Oh, how you falling there? And he picks it up and he pretends to like, take care of it and whatever. But you know, it was obviously fake. And Mm -hmm. from that video, obviously the recommendations popped up and there were more videos of monkeys falling into wells, which was a trend at that time. Like there was this Mm -hmm. one video where they dressed these baby monkeys up and like, know like really hideous summer dresses and then toss them into a well and then they tied another monkey with a rope right and started lowering it down into the well like mission impossible style to get the other one out of there like wow. these really weird contrived situations that was being done for drama and um yeah it kept getting worse like the further on you went you would start seeing the um videos of baby monkeys that were trapped in situations that they could never feasibly end up on their own right like stuck between yeah. two tables, and that led to the dog videos where baby monkeys were being attacked by dogs and filmed like um, I don't know if you guys ever saw any of the videos that I ever uploaded onto YouTube, uh, but it basically goes over that entire like rabbit hole in detail
0: ah, uh, yeah, so yeah for the for the record, the YouTube channel is yardfish, correct,
3: yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, <laughs> but um, there's, I think, about you upload like two, maybe three hours of documentary about various kinds of cha- You kind of, I think, the first episode it documents a lot of the different kinds of channels that are uploading these kinds of videos. Um, uh, and yeah. you used a very concerning word that you said there's there like trends going around, like putting yeah. baby monkeys into wells. How much of the videos you were finding were following trends or were like showing some kind of
3: connection to this larger monkey torture community okay so the first thing to clarify there is that the stuff that existed on youtube right with the um the monkey channels the monkey pet channels to be specific they are run by cambodians Mm -hmm. and the start the off-site stuff like the telegram stuff where they're actual explicit torture snuff sexual abuse that's run by indonesians like there is no overlap For some very, very strange reason. The Cambodians Mm -hmm. refused to film snuff videos, at least until recently. One of them has changed their mind. Um, Yeah,
0: and this is like a very small group of, uh, like, distributors for these, or like, uh, videographers, right?
3: Yeah, there's less than 10 of them.
0: Okay. Huh, yeah.
3: And out of those 10, only 5 of them were very active, and we've... Okay, I shouldn't say that. Um, Yeah, out of 5 of them were really heavily active hmm uh but with regards to trends right so the cambodian channels are actually owned by the same small handful of people uh the guy yeah you guys are aware of the, like the angkor wat videos the ones that are filmed at the um the temple angkor wat in cambodia
0: yes i believe so yeah
3: yeah so those guys that are often filming there they actually run the pet channels as well see most of this started once the pandemic hit they couldn't film outside so they would take the baby monkeys home with them and they start filming there, and they recognized that videos featuring infant monkeys got way more engagement than usual. So specifically stuff where the baby monkey was in distress. So obviously, when they went home, they started you know really churning out content featuring baby monkeys in distress. And uh, that's kind of the genesis of where this community came from.
1: Mm-hmm. So
3: with regards to the trends, because these guys all know each other, once they were realized that something... You know got a lot of views they would all start doing it so when i got into it it was wells then it switched to dogs then it switched to uh fake vet visits which is still pretty common
2: Okay, Hmm. and then so how does so most of the torture and most of like the, the molestation is happening in indonesia what do you think was like the drive for these indonesian content creators like who reached out to who at least in your best guess, to okay. start that well, content. well, this
3: is not even a guess. We know this. Um, so, like, do you can find threads going as far back as, like, 4chan and stuff where people found, like, the weird monkey fetish community mm-hmm. right, and they were all speculating what was going on. This is way back in 2017. Uh, but nobody had ever really exposed anything because there was nothing to expose at that point. These guys, they met naturally on YouTube and they started, like, watching his content on YouTube, but once the pandemic hit and everybody was locked up inside, people started going off a little bit more than usual. And they started trying to get into contact with the YouTubers for more and more extreme content. Okay. And the Cambodians, they didn't bite. They, for whatever reason, I still don't know. Uh, but eventually they found some Indonesian guys. Uh, one of them ran a channel called, ironically, Baby, incidentally, Baby Monkey Channel. And he started using YouTube's premium subscription service to offer... Torture videos, like uploaded directly onto YouTube. So if you pay, you could um, you'd get access to his premium content. That was like stuff where baby monkeys were being strangled or like held underwater for a very long time. Yeah. And yeah. YouTube didn't and, take uh,
2: these down.
3: No, that channel is still existing actually. Okay. And oh, actually, let me just you? let me just double check yeah. that.
0: Yeah, I mean this is like a lot. Like when we made our episode on this, it was something that like we heard. We kept getting pe- like messages about people. Did you hear about the monkey haters? Do you hear about like the monkey hate community? We found the subreddit called like Monkey Hate Gate, and it was. We talked about this briefly before the recording. For me, it was like one of those things where it's like I can't even think about this right now. How deep do I want to look into this? And so it was. It's. I ended up not knowing the full extent of it until like we actually started doing that episode, and. I, I didn't know what to do from there, because I was, like, shocked. I was like, oh my god. Like, we were we were doing a lot of speculating, yeah, which was about all we could do, I suppose. And some of our speculation ended up being sort of right. Um, but that was also mostly because of a lot of work that other people had already been doing. Such as, like, there's a lot of people connecting the dots between uh, these telegram groups, like uh, the Ape's Cage, to like say uh child abuse telegram groups or any other sort of unmoderated uh encrypted messaging platform yeah and yeah just a whole lot of a lot of overlap and it does seem to be like the demand seems to be coming from like mostly americans and british people if i'm is that correct
3: uh so yeah the primary demographic is americans people from the u.s by a significant Mm -hmm. majority However, over the last yeah. couple of months, there's been an influx of people from Latin American countries. Um,
1: mm-hmm. A number
3: of them, yeah. But for the most part, it's still US. They were the ones that were funding the content. Uh, I should also point out, though, that the amount of people that are actually funding this content is relatively small. Um, if you guys saw the documentary, so you guys saw Stacy, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I believe so.
3: Yeah. Stacy. This community would not exist without Stacy. If you ever saw a video of a baby monkey being tortured, um, especially if it was being sodomized and then it was killed, uh, it was Stacy's doing. She was responsible for around more than 50% of the content that was produced. Like at the height of her career, quote unquote career, she and ASEP, her Indonesian view, they were killing one baby monkey a week.
2: Oh my God. Jeez. Okay.
3: Yeah, this went on for a period of months. That's why believe,
0: yeah
3: we we got into this to find Stacy. Uh that was hmm. our whole goal. And um yeah, she is I, I don't think I can even tell you the kind of stuff that she did because it's it's you're definitely gonna get demonetized, most likely.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean technically you can, most of our tell us you can and, and we can absolutely
2: cut it if we think it would be too graphic. Or we can put yeah. a little
0: warning before it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yeah, no, we, yeah, we are totally
1: yeah. independently like uh, publicly funded. So we don't have okay. any any like We don't rely on about YouTube that now. money <laughs> usually. Yeah. Okay.
3: So well most of the people in this community are sexual sadists, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably heard the psychology mm-hmm. mention that. Yeah, I think
1: that. I think that's something that doesn't show up in the BBC's coverage very much. But yeah, they you talk a lot more in your videos. Yeah. The the they couldn't
3: really mention it, so they had to use like the psychologist and the homeland security guy to get the point across. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they are sexual sadists. They're motivated primarily by the desire to see something that's very helpless, uh, something that's perceived as innocent, be degraded, humiliated, uh, broken down, and um. It's pretty bad with most where most of them are concerned, but Stacey took it to an entirely new level. She was obsessed with the idea of sodomizing infant monkeys uh, to the point of just hilarity. Like, her YouTube channel, I included, like, a clip of it in one of my videos, I can't remember which one, was entirely, like, baby monkey genitals. Like, that was just a lot of uploads and clips spliced in specifically with that. And um, the people in this community, would very frequently request videos of baby monkeys being sodomized. It was one of the most popular things to be requested, but the viewers thought it was disgusting. So the guys filming themselves were like, no, that's too much. We're not going to do that. And Stacey's viewer was the exception, and she actually bragged about it, talking about what she had to do to get this guy to actually you know, do this kind of stuff, telling everybody who would listen this was going to be unlike anything they'd ever seen before. And then she started producing those types of videos and she kept doing that's it nice. all the way up until her guy was caught like the last video that they ever made together this guy heats up like a six inch nail and uses it to sodomize a, a newborn monkey until it goes into shock and dies
0: good lord yeah yeah Holy that's fucking really shit. heavy stuff yeah, we'll, we'll,
1: put yeah we'll put a little warning in that before that.
0: that. <laughs> um, yeah. But, um, yeah. I had I had a
2: follow-up question about something you said before where you said that there's new demand coming from Latin America. Yeah. Do you does that seem like it's something that's being like it's a like a closed loop, like it's like creators are in Latin America taking new world monkeys, uh, baby monkeys there and and doing this to them or are they or is this still being outsourced to Indonesia?
3: Okay, so the majority of the content is still from Indonesia, but we've shut down most of the videos. There was one guy from Malaysia who we also managed to... That's an ongoing case. We still we managed to stop him at the very least from creating new videos. But he... So he was raided. The police found his stuff. It went... The police were disgusted by it, right? They were just horrified. Uh, however, Once forensics were finished with his stuff, the DA requested that the case be dropped, personally. And that is just incredibly baffling to everybody involved. Like, it is a crime in Indonesia to do what he did. And uh, we're still working on him. But, yeah, there are no producers from Latin America as of right now. There is one producer from West Africa. That's it.
0: Huh. Yeah, I will say, like, one of the, like, part of this is, like, obviously there's a monetary incentive I'm assuming the U.S. dollar goes a lot further in Indonesia it than does. it does here. Yeah. And, you know, they, generally speaking, uh, the people involved in this, at least when they pool their money together, have a lot of money to give. And so that's like a big incentive. But even still, it seems like something that you couldn't pay most people any amount of money to do. And so it does it does seem like maybe a good, like most of the the small few people who are filming this content or probably have something going on already that would make them inclined to be willing to do this kind of stuff or like what's your take on it i guess
3: um you're talking specifically about the VOs who filmed the stuff right not the people yeah themselves. like
0: do you think like just the monetary amount was so persuasive or for the VOs to film this stuff, or do you think it, they just had some? Because I know like one of the guys was already a monkey pet trafficker, which yeah. would already expose him to like.
3: So yeah, expose him to some. Cruelty. That guy was Asep. That was Stacey's VO, and he was the guy who filmed along with Stacey like fifty percent of the snuff videos, uh, probably uh-huh. more. Uh, there's been in the like over the course of the last two years, there's been more than a thousand videos produced, like from the entire Jesus. community. So. Uh, he was motivated primarily by monetary reasons and so there are still parts of this that I can't talk about. Like, he mm-hmm. did not work alone. Um, but yeah, uh, it's possible that what well, he only got a fraction of the cut from the actual money that actually got sent over. Um, as for the other guys though, like, OK Bro is just, like, he was a pathetic little shit. That was just <laughs> like, he was he was the most pitiful of the entire Vio group. Uh, you saw him crying. Is he crying. the one that
0: said he felt bad for Minnie after doing that stuff? Yeah, don't feel the... sorry
3: for him, though. He raped Minnie with a toothbrush, so yeah, uh, um, I, I wouldn't yeah, feel no. sorry for him.
0: No, absolutely not.
3: Yeah, what was surprising is that he has a wife and kid, and apparently his wife was in on that as well. So there is Jeez. part of that. Um, that's kind of an uncommon trend with these videos in Indonesia. Their family is usually aware of what they're doing. Like, there's a guy that we're looking at right now, and he masquerades as an animal activist um, in Indonesia. Mm. You know, and when he's making videos, you can hear his siblings, like, walking around and talking to him while he's, like, dismembering a baby monkey while it's still alive. So, Jeez. animal welfare in Indonesia is pretty, like, it's pretty terrible. It's one of the worst countries in the world when it comes to that kind of stuff. And these people were never going to get caught had the BBC not used their influence to actually get the police to do something. That's that's a fact. Like, it was not going to happen otherwise. Mm-hmm. ASEP, despite the kind of stuff that ASEP did, the only reason he got caught is because he was involved in smuggling exotic animals, endangered animals. That's where the majority of his sentence came from.
0: Yeah, I did see that.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jeez. most of them did it for money, I would say. But there was one guy, the Malaysian guy, he did it for fun. Like, he actually started as part of this community and he would capture he would capture monkeys on his own, but he could only capture juveniles and adults because it's really hard to capture a baby monkey without assistance. And um, yeah. he would, after work, he would go check his trap and then he would, like, beat these monkeys to death. And uh, he started filming it and uploading it to these telegrams. But nobody cared because it wasn't, like, baby monkeys, which is the only thing that they were interested in. And... Mm-hmm. Once the other viewers were out of the way, he started switching to baby monkeys. Like, he would have to buy... Sorry, that okay. was a lizard in my room. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so he would like he would buy these videos. He would import the monkeys from Indonesia, essentially, send them over, and uh, he would, they would crowdfund these videos, and then he would start torturing them. And he was, like... He was completely unhinged. He did this entirely for himself, first and foremost, and for money, secondly. So he's an exception to the rule, primarily. I would say.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was gonna say like the one uh, you just mentioned. He only got the eight-month sentence because he wasn't trafficking animals, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and he lived near a forest that had like a native population of these uh, macaques. I don't remember what species. long it was, long-tailed, long-tailed long-tailed yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So do you think it has something to do with Uh, One speculation I made that, like, one of my first assumptions when I heard about this was, like, maybe this is people where, you know, they're farmers and they view monkeys as pest animals already. Because in a couple of countries, monkeys will raid farms for crops and they're considered a pest for that reason. And I, like, thought maybe that was the case at first until I saw that most of the demand was coming from America. And, like, I, I just... I didn't know how to explain it but like hearing all this about like the nature of the sexual abuse specifically towards infant monkeys makes it make a bit more sense I think cuz it does seem to be like a psychologically entwined with child sexual abuse. Yeah.
3: I mean like the guy the agent put said in that documentary everything about this community maps like one to one onto what you would call the hate core communities. They differ from regular pedophiles um mm-hmm. So there are multiple classifications of like sexual offenders when it comes to child predators, right? And Mm -hmm. most people kind of like lump them all in together, but there is a noticeable difference. Like um, there are the people who are very socially incompetent. They can't connect with people their age. So they pursue people that are much younger than they are because it allows them to be the dominant force in the relationship, right? Uh, Like those streamers that often get caught grooming their fans and stuff like that. They fall into that category. And then there are the people who are desensitized by pornography they watch a lot of pornography and they get they want to get more and more extreme so they eventually end up in like child pornography and stuff like that uh they do it because they're bored i guess and they need the titillation from something that's very taboo but at the very bottom of the list there's the sadistic sexual offender and that's where these guys kind of fall into they are people that are aroused primarily by humiliation by degradation they want to see things that are helpless things that can't defend themselves uh be psychologically broken and like torn down so a lot of the torture is designed to psychologically break the animals so they would do things like they would uh, they stroke the animals when they start before they start torturing like almost like foreplay uh they want to get the animal acclimated start trusting them a little bit and then they start abusing them they have like this fetish for that violation of trust uh Their holy grail video, this was going for like $800 when it was um, first dropped, torture a baby monkey in front of its mother. That is their, probably their most common fetish. They want to see an infant monkey tortured in front of its mother, and then they want to have the baby killed in front of the mother or vice versa. And uh, yeah, that video went for $800 and it was a fake. Like it wasn't even real. It was just an older macaque with a younger macaque.
1: You described these three types of personalities. And I, you have almost certainly a lot more experience with these kinds of predators now that you've been involved with in such a huge investigation. So yeah. I, one of the things that really stood out to us when we were first reading these interviews with people like the Torture King and Mr. Ape was this kind of, this facade of like sorrow and regret and this like, I don't know how I lost control, I you know, was in a bad place and I slipped into this and it just... Do you do you think there's any cr- real credence to the kind of cover that they are giving for themselves or the kind of explanation they're giving or do you believe it's a cover for maybe much more deeply disturbed
3: psychological problems? Well, first things first, that's not unique to them. Specifically, mm-hmm. it's uh, pretty much all types of zoosaders fall into that category like the guys who abuse dogs and cats. They... Also, I'm going to say abuse. I don't mean like they just hit their car. I mean like the really extreme mm-hmm. violence. Like there are guys
1: who mm-hmm. rape, okay,
3: yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And it's not just that, it's like extremely aberrant. Like a lot of these people, they're like they oscillate between these really high highs where they're, you know, really getting a lot of pleasure from watching these videos, and then they have their, their moment of clarity post uh, explosion mm-hmm. where they kind of just. They feel guilty. They feel really bad about it. They feel sick with themselves. And some of them actually do try to stop. Some of them turn informant. And some of them self-terminate in some cases. There was a guy who was, he wasn't involved in monkey stuff, but he was involved in like other forms of zoo sadism. Mm -hmm. um, He killed himself once he realized that he had been uncovered. Uh, Mm -hmm. But the thing is, it's really hard for them to stop. Like they, we would see these guys often like begging to be let back into new telegram groups on Facebook, on YouTube, trying to get into contact with people who are like, you know, higher up in the community, just acting like addicts. And that's probably the most consistent like trend that we've noticed amongst consumers of this content. They have addictive personalities. In fact, a lot of them were addicted to either meth, heroin or opiates. It, like, it mm-hmm. comes up so much that it's impossible to ignore. Uh, yeah. Another thing is, like, a lot of them also appear to, have, like, suffer from obsessive-compulsive disorder. Like, those two things combined.
0: hmm
3: As for whether or not they actually feel guilty, I think, yes, a part of the, some of them do. hmm mm-hmm. But they can't yeah. stop themselves.
0: So, yeah, that actually, that brings me to, like, sort of... Two observations we made during our initial episode that we had, where we sort of pointed out that this is sort of like porn addiction in a way, it feels like. Yeah, I watched your episode,
3: by the way. I, I, I watched oh, it yesterday. Okay.
0: Oh, God, you know how yeah.
3: unhinged
2: we are. Okay. <laughs> no, I thought, <laughs> yeah. it was, it
3: was, I thought it was cool. I mean, if I thought you guys were like shit crazy or something, I wasn't commenting on it. I was going to, yeah, know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: But yeah, so, yeah, we definitely noticed that, like, Maybe before we knew the full extent of it, that there is like a sort of connection between like porn addiction and like that need to like constantly ramp up the psychological like shock factor. Yeah. That is uh, sort of fortified by an algorithmic content. Yeah,
3: yeah because the rate at which these people escalated was insane. Because most of these people, yeah. right, that were in these groups, they were watching videos of baby monkeys getting teased with bottles. They were watching videos of like a baby monkey getting slapped maybe now and then or held down underwater, water. And then from that, they went to baby monkeys getting nailed to trees and having needles stuck into their genitals. So it was like, it was a huge jump. And yeah, but the the thing about it that we also, learned is most, a lot of these people that are into this kind of stuff, they like to constantly talk about the fact that they're normal people who, you know, they just have a thing for macaques. And that is complete bullshit. Mm -hmm. Uh, From what we found, a lot of these people were involved in very questionable shit before they even got involved with the macaques. A lot of them were like gore aficionados, for example. In some cases, they would pay for premium memberships to gore sites. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of them, you can find like their their profiles and their criminal records online. Drug possession, uh, prostitution, uh, assaults, throwing their shit at people. Yeah, one of them literally Jeez. has that in his criminal. That's
2: what I was <laughs> gonna, that's actually, that's actually what I wanted to ask you where When you, I don't know how many of these people you actually had, like, you could see their priors, but were any of them convicted sex offenders? Or were, like, was an abnormally large amount of them convicted sex offenders before this?
3: Um, most of the time their convictions were for drugs.
2: Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: Editor's note, after the interview, Dave actually did double-check. Turns out most of them did have sexual offenses.
3: Uh, but the other thing is, like, the people who were most, I guess they say the people who were demanding the sexual stuff the most were often women, which is... Interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah,
0: we did note that that a lot of the profile pictures seemed to be, like, women, or at least... I, I think the subreddit pointed out that a lot of the people involved were women.
3: Oh, yeah, those so aren't Soccer little... or accounts, by the way. Those are actually them.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that doesn't... <laughs> that seems like it's not smart, maybe. Um, <laughs>
3: yeah, that's one thing that was cut out of the documentary that I thought kind of sucked, the thing that eclipses these people's sadism the most is their stupidity. Yeah, and they are yeah. the dumbest group of criminals on planet Earth. Nothing else comes close.
0: Yeah, like, cause like from their public accounts with their faces attached, that seems kind of just like <laughs> not smart. It? Yeah.
3: yeah, it's not just that, but they they tie their financial accounts to the purchase of like Animal Crush videos and
0: yeah, not even like cryptocurrency or anything. Some or... of
3: them did try to use crypto, but a lot of them can't figure out how to make it work. So they just use cash app or what's <laughs> sure like enough. PayPal instead. And um,
0: yeah.
3: crypto can still be tracked, you know? So yeah. <laughs> true. that's, true. that's how a bunch of them got caught anyway. So it's not really uh-huh. all that helpful.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. right
3: before this, I decided to check some of their groups before I came online to see what they were saying. These dipshits, right? Despite <laughs> the fact that they basically just were told that they are being hunted by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. And mm. not, just, just not just that, the guys that are hunting them are the guys that specialize in tracking child predators. That's their yeah. job. That's what they do. A normal yeah. human being would understand the implications of that, right? And just like piss off and go somewhere else. These dumb shits went back to the exact same groups that they were just told had been compromised and continued on as usual. You know, they were like, ho, oh, the Karen's think that uh, the FBI and Scotland Yard and Interpol and uh, the Homeland Security are watching us. But hee hee that's never going to happen. You know,
2: and until it happens, I, hate, I just have to, I hate to make this my like, a, like a political thing. But I got to ask, yeah, is there a big MAGA contingent in this? Is it like a noticeable thing? Is there not? There, it's okay there if was, there's not. I'm just there, so interested. There was
0: know. the Nazi guy. It, it yeah, seems like, like... Torture King.
3: Um, like, is this well, Are they like right... Very right-wing seem... leaning? I mean, so that was... I was actually kind of under the impression that that might have been the case. I'm not American, by the way. I don't yeah, give a shit yeah. about you guys' politics. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was under that impression as well because it seemed like that at first. But it's more of an issue. Like, those types of people... They tell you what they are. That's true. They have an American flag everywhere. <laughs> so they stick out the most, but it's actually politically like it's it's not real an issue. Like there are a lot of people who are who are like actually like gay rights activists and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty surprising mix because you have a group where you have a guy who's like extremely like, you know, my raffle, my laugh, you ain't yeah. taking my gun for me, that kind of shit. And then they're interacting very pleasantly with somebody that you would think that they would hate right like people here uh rainbow masks all that kind of stuff and it was kind of surreal so it
2: seems so it's it's very like i guess diverse this group of
0: people Uh,
3: yeah well it's primarily people above the age of 30 like 35 and above Mm -hmm. for the most part
0: Yeah, that makes sense
3: there are some younger people but the culture in their groups are very different Like, they behave more like your stereotypical channel, and they're a lot more open about sharing, like, child pornography and stuff like that. Like, they don't try to hide their degeneracy, whereas the older groups tend to constantly try to reaffirm their normalcy. Okay.
0: Yeah. I will say, I I did notice, like, in the documentary, they they mentioned one guy... Like, first of all, they were all, like, way too open about their personal lives. I guess probably to reinforce that normalcy that you're talking about. No, they're just stupid. (laughs) Well, yeah, true. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, there's, like, one guy, he was retired military, I think. There's another guy talking about nuclear stuff. So, like, do you think it has anything to... I guess it's not always to do with wealth, because I can't imagine Stacy was, like, the wealthiest person in that group no so.
3: stacy's broke yeah Stacy and yeah, she was no, the figured. one responsible for funding a lot of this content um the guy who was ex-military he's probably ex-military now <laughs> sure, <it's heavy. laughs> after yeah. this gets oh, yeah. out yeah. yeah um i would not say wealth has much of a factor to do with it at all because most of these guys aren't rich they're mostly like middle mm-hmm. income and lower from what we can find uh a lot of the people that are very active in particular seem to fall into the very low income bracket. Uh really? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, interesting. like Stacy, for example, um, some of the guys that just can't ever shut up also fall into that. There's somebody that we're looking at right now who is <laughs> they talk so much. <laughs> so much. And um yeah, they live in like relatively rural areas, uh wooden houses, stuff like that. Okay. So <laughs> It's not not really a thing
2: so has this slowed down their content generation at all uh okay or, so there's or has, i mean slowed down the demand i guess because content generation definitely has taken a hit because of arrests yeah but has this slowed down uh, their demand in any way
3: demand will never go away so they're still they well they, they start becoming extremely agitated when their viewers get arrested And they become a lot more vulnerable because they start doing stupid shit a lot more often. Mm -hmm. Like, you can find them on public profiles and stuff, begging. And (sighs) there's stuff that we're working on right now that I can't talk about. But, oh, God, I want to say it so badly. (laughs) The stupidity of these people. Mm -hmm. Like, they use Facebook to try to get into contact with new VOs. And that obviously leads us right to them as well as the VOs themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no is this
0: stuff like posting on their walls publicly or something.
3: Yeah. Or, or they would like ah, yeah. go to like a marketplace that sells monkeys in Indonesia and then start asking literally everyone in there if they want to make a torture video.
0: Jeez. Yeah. That's yeah. um wow.
3: But yeah, with regards to huh. the production, production has slowed down by a significant mm-hmm. amount because their viewers keep getting arrested. These people, by the way, they also dox their own views whenever they're dissatisfied with them.
0: Oh. So, yeah. Interesting.
3: If the VO charges, like, a little bit too much money, they're going to be like, God damn it, I hate you, you piece of shit. Uh, here's his complete information. And obviously, if you're running a community where you want more content, you don't want your VOs getting exposed because we will find them. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, these people keep hurting themselves. They keep kicking themselves in the face constantly, and it's beautiful.
0: Jeez. I'm like, yeah, this is... Wow, there's a lot to learn. Uh, yeah, I learned more I even, in the last
3: yeah. two years than in the previous 10 combined.
0: Yeah, geez. Um,
3: uh, but yeah, there's actually one thing I wanted to point it out there. I don't know if you guys are mm-hmm. aware of a website called Kiwi Farms. Oh, yeah. 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 Where, so Kiwi Farms has a uh, questionable reputation amongst you know polite yeah. society. Kiwi Farms was one of the most destructive forces against this community. I've worked with a number of these guys for about a year at this point. And they are, in some cases, single-handedly responsible for shutting down a number of their views. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: yeah, it's, I will say, Kiwi Farms has a knack for finding people like that. It's kind of crazy. Usually for bad reasons, but I, you know. <laughs>
3: now, like, the guys that have been helping me are pretty, you know, they're pretty normal. They're pretty chill guys. They just, yeah. it's really fascinating to see people who can be like very, you know, People say they embody a lot of the negative traits on the internet and stuff like that. Like there's a guy called mm-hmm. Racism, quite literally, <laughs> and his like, his name is like an end bomb, right? Like his little subtext. But every yeah. time he shows up, ah. he's just like relentlessly dunking on these people, and it is just mm-hmm. the funniest shit ever. Every because everybody <laughs> generally hates these people more or less, regardless yeah. of your political affiliation. That, yeah. that is true.
0: Yeah. I, I I think generally speaking, pedophilia is and things of that nature are are something that Mm. everyone tends to hate across the political spectrum. So interesting. So um,
1: (laughs) I I wanted to ask you, or so I think a lot of the document or the the news uh, reporting has kind of told us about how um, these monkey hate groups, these monkey torture groups have gotten together, how they've connected. How did you find your way into like meeting these people on kiwi farms or
3: meeting all these different people who are fighting against the monkey torture um a lot of phone calls that ended in hang-ups yeah uh it was not easy i spent mu- well first of all before i even made my first video i spent months trying to get in contact with like youtubers and stuff because i'm not a youtuber right you- if you saw like my early videos they were dumb they were just talking about movies uh yeah but nobody got back to me so after months of trying that i just did it myself. I got a video editor and tried to figure out how to use it and made videos. And then from then on, I started calling people like primatology associations. Uh, that actually went somewhere. I got into contact with Nina Jekyll and um, Sarah Kite from Action for Primates and Lady mm. Freethinker. They were a big help. I met Lucy. She ran a channel that YouTube has since terminated for cyberbullying and harassment. Because
0: Yeah, I she explained that to me in an email. That's <laughs> that strange but <laughs> yeah yeah. and it's
3: basically through all of these people we just started building a network of contacts Um, I found mm-hmm. Kiwi Farms because they were the only guys that were chronicling, and documenting zoo sadist activity on the internet and yeah. yeah I got I started talking to some of those guys and that's how we started like really working against the monkey groupers and stuff Uh for clarification Kiwi Farms did not get involved until everything that you saw in that documentary had already been like done and dusted like they okay. got involved mm-hmm. last year and,
1: mm-hmm.
3: like yeah. late last year gotcha so yeah but they've been like a big a huge help since then mm-hmm. and probably the major reason as to why the community got crippled so badly
1: wow wow uh, so how often did your did these investigations kind of intersect with other animal torture trafficking rings like things outside of just macaques and
3: non-human primates uh a couple of times but i can't talk about those cases because they're still ongoing um okay there's a really big case in australia right now but australian law you can't crimes of that nature you can't really talk about it until the Mm -hmm. guy has been convicted It's considered prejudicial otherwise but um Uh those were two really big zoosadistic cases that were like basically happening at the exact same time and um yeah, I really want to talk about that because people are not gonna believe. They're not gonna believe that shit is real, what that yeah. guy did, and who he is, and who and stuff like that.
1: Um, yeah. I, 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 a lot of the what we've spoken about today, I it makes me very interested for a follow up conversation a year or so after this, where maybe yeah. things have gone through courts and you know, governments have gotten involved and they are can be spoke about publicly again.
0: i do actually have two little follow-up questions pertaining to that uh one how i like how much legal trouble would are you in if you were one of the people in the groups watching the videos and like paying to watch the videos but not like coordinating it because it seems like there weren't a whole lot of american arrests but i don't know if that's true or not
3: sorry american what?
0: uh it seems like there weren't a lot of arrests of like like, like Americans, American
2: like it seemed like how many yeah. like, were they getting charged with something?
3: Um, so, yeah, I can't talk about that. That's OK. But uh, a number of people were arrested again over the following last weekend. And um, if you paid money for it, yeah, you're getting dicked over. Like that is a crime. Mm-hmm. Even if you uh, didn't okay. pay money for Good it, you're still getting dicked over because distribution is also a crime. And huh. thankfully, the monkey molesters don't know that. So that's great. That's good. Yeah. So you would see them in their groups constantly saying like, "Guys, guys, guys, we're only in trouble if we like pay for it, right?" But there's so much of it for free. It's like, yeah, you keep telling yourself that dipshit. <laughs> so nice. I go down yeah. You.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Um. But if you um, just like watch the video, I guess. Like, I don't know if you guys know, but like technically, watching child pornography isn't a crime. Watching zoo and sadistic content isn't a crime. It's downloading. Um selling it distributing it sharing links for it that that stuff will get you in trouble
0: interesting so is they they mentioned mr ape in the documentary quite a few times but they say his like personal information is redacted i'm i'm guessing that's also for legal reasons like for an ongoing case
3: um no he well part of the terms and condition well mr ape is my informant more or less but Mm -hmm. part of the reasons for him acknowledging or like Agreeing to do that interview was his identity had to be kept secret. That's why TK and Stacy, their faces were shown. They oh. they were like fine. Well Stacy didn't say fine, but she didn't complain about it either.
0: Huh. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So huh. that's I mean, what do you guys think what do you guys think of Mr. Abe?
0: Um, I initial impressions were that it seemed like most of the people who turned tail to become informants, maybe, were like into it for a while and maybe realized that the tide was turning against them and sort of tried to join the winning side. But I also don't necessarily know the psychology of these people.
3: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I would say that was definitely the case with TK. Like that was yeah. probably his biggest motivating factor because he had already been involved with uh criminal stuff. He already had dealings with like law enforcement you know, coming for him and stuff like that. So I think he, he knew that he,
2: saw he was being watched.
3: Was yeah.
2: Yeah. So we can't ask you our follow-up question, which was who's Mr. Ape? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm not
3: going
1: to, like, I'm okay. not going to rat out yeah, an don't, informant. Don't rat out on your informant. No, absolutely Yeah.
0: Not. It's, it's fair. I mean, I mean, if you're getting like actual cases thrown at people because yeah, of the informant, then like this, yeah, like, this power. Uh, but wow this is this shit's heavy man lot i hope of, you're talking i hope you yeah. get to
2: talk to somebody about this
0: yeah uh, i mean has yeah have, has this taken a toll on you just like because i know like facebook moderators who have to moderate like child abuse content do take really hard hits to their psyche sometimes How how's that been for you i guess
3: uh you're probably gonna take my answer is kind of weird but my opinion of people actually went up following this stuff because uh I I'm not really a big people person, so I kinda of had a really cynical outlook on people in general. But once I got into this kind of stuff and I started meeting people who were working against it, and I saw like like BBC guys, for example, I always thought journalists kind of sucked, but like they were doing like they were the reason this investigation got started to begin with, right? Because Nina and Sarah, like, they approached, like, American media outlets to do this kind of stuff, and they they got nothing. But two of the journalists for the BBC, uh, they were in the documentary, Rebecca, who's the narrator, and Ajeng, who interviewed OK Bro, they worked in Indonesia. And they really pushed for, like, an investigation into this once the Lady Freethinker expose that came out, like, a year ago. Uh, I mean, two years ago, I think it was. Once that Mm -hmm. dropped, they started pushing for the investigation and they got the resources to really go all in. And I got to see them work. And they were really like, this was something that their work is something that's important to them. And that was pretty refreshing. And um, yeah, my opinion of people was like elevated as a result of it. As sad as it might sound, right? Because I met like Lucy. I met uh, people who were in psychology, criminology, the Kiwi Mm -hmm. Farms guys. Uh, people who, like, really, really hated this shit and just wanted to stomp these people into the dirt.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, So, I guess, um, another quick question. So, you said not as much overlap with other sadist communities as you might think. Um, do you think the fact that baby monkeys and monkeys in general look so close to humans, like, sort of in an uncat? an uncanny valley sort of way sometimes that this is why... Like, do you think people viewed it as, like, the next best thing? Oh, yeah, no. Like, that's not...
3: I don't really think that's a theory. I think that's pretty much a fact because in their DMs, they just flat out admitted it. Like... Mm -hmm. So we don't... We can't release their chat logs, obviously, but... Yeah. uh, So the groups are structured in different ways. There are public groups, if you can believe that, with, like, 2,000 members. Honeypots, more or less. And these people just... They maintain a facade during those groups to a certain extent. They will say things like, oh, my God, all these people calling us pedophiles. They're the real pedophiles. Like that is their number one rebuttal to being accused of being a pedophile. And it's usually like a really unhinged rant. Uh, I can actually send you a screen cap of like one I just took because I was on one of the groups again and I saw it. It's like their most common uh, talking point when it comes to trying to rebuke that accusation. But Hmm. once they get into the private groups, which are much smaller, like 20 or 30 people and stuff like that, they're a lot more open about this kind of stuff. And that same person who was just saying that you need to think about kids instead of stupid tree rats. Yeah. They're outright explicitly stating that they got into this because of how much they like watching kids get hit. Like they just flat out said it. Um, Yeah. You probably heard the Homeland Security guy mention the type of content that they watch is identical to the child pornography stuff. That's not, that's not an exaggeration. Like most of their videos are modeled after very extreme forms of child pornography called hardcore. Call. So like the animals, like their limbs are bound in a manner to like really exaggerate their humanistic qualities. Like spread eagled usually most of the time. There's an excessive focus on genital trauma. So they love baby monkey dicks. I don't really know what else to put it. Like every single yeah. transaction log that we saw Included some sort of genital manipulation of some sort um the the sodomy thing like I mentioned before the uh like they would pay okay bro to jerk off a male monkey that he had called Judd and like drop candle wax. you saw part of that video in the in the documentary actually, like when he's mm-hmm. tying a baby monkey to the top of the thing yeah like they, what they wanted him to do was to first jerk the baby monkey off and then start dripping candle wax on its junk Jesus. Yeah, so they like outwardly deny that in public groups, but in their private groups, they're a lot more open about it. They just flat out state that, yeah, because baby monkeys, they don't react to pain and fear and trauma the way a puppy does. A baby Mm -hmm. monkey is going to curl up and start sucking its thumb. Puppies don't do that. You know, they have their faces, allow them to articulate expressions, not exactly in the way a human being could, but you can see their fear you can see when a monkey has been psychologically broken and they just absolutely get off on that. Like the things that they say is exactly the kind of shit that you will see on child abuse channels on YouTube, like um, like Daddy of Five and stuff like that. They constantly fixate on the idea of disciplining these animals.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's something we may have talked about. it. I, we recorded so long ago, I don't remember exactly, but the idea that like, people were using the monkeys as stand-ins for children because they like to abuse children. I, I think we said that, uh, I don't remember when we said that, but yeah, no, that,
3: jeez. Well, oh, part of it is like, I I also think some of these people don't actually know or understand what they are though. Like they see this content and it like awakens something in them, like something really primal in some cases and they, they, they don't understand it. They want to see more though and they keep watching that kind of stuff. It's like the guy with the cats getting hurt, cut off or whatever. Um, the difference between them and normal people, though, is like even if you get some sort of dopamine rush from seeing this, you're still aware that this is this is not exactly good, and you try to cut yourself off from it. But these people keep going, and they keep trying to rationalize their behavior, which is where they get caught up. That um, like You guys ever heard of stuff like the techniques of neutralization? God damn, Lizard. I have, like, two of them living under my bed. Mm. And they do that shit constantly. But I like them because they eat bugs. So on. Um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so, so like
1: the techniques of neutralization.
3: Yeah. It's like a psychological theory. Uh mm-hmm. It's pretty old, actually. Two psychologists, Sykes and Matzer, came up with this idea where they were looking at de- like delinquents who were like cutting class and stuff and then looking at the theories, like how they rationalized it. And they realized that a lot of it applied to just people in general when they're violating social norms so some of the things that people will use would be like um, uh, they deny personal responsibility like they'll say that they're a victim of circumstance they can't really help it or they will use techniques such as condemning the condemner which is like accusing people of being a pedophile or telling them that if you can't talk about this unless you're a vegan right because that means you support animal abuse you can't condemn me And uh, the two most common techniques used by these two guys are condemning the condemner and denial of victimhood. Denial of victimhood is probably the biggest one, wherein they they come up with these rationalizations that the reason they hate baby monkeys is because they're pests, because they're violent, because they attack Mm -hmm. kids in other countries. They deal with farmers' crops, and they'll go on these huge rants where they're talking about if you had to live with these animals, you would hate them as much as we do you would hear these disgusting goblins but these dudes living in the suburbs in America they don't know shit about what yeah. 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 so it's like uh, like you call it like a, an ad hoc rationalization something that occurs after the fact after you get your big fat erection and you rub one out then you try to figure out why you did it and yeah that's kind of what they go with and it's not unique to them by the way uh, mm-hmm. These zo- dogs who say this and cats who say this they do the exact same thing
0: yeah wow well. I mean, yeah, I can. This is all making a lot of sense, <laughs> suddenly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I think so. We've been doing this for about an hour now. Um, I don't know. I think I don't know if you have any other questions to ask you, Greg or Austin. Do you have any? I don't have any further questions. Yeah, I think. Uh,
0: just next up is uh, I'm planning on talking to Lucy next. If if um Dave, I believe you're also joining in. Uh, for that discussion and we'll sort of tack it on to the end of this one um or maybe make it separate if it's like its own thing for like an hour again but yeah uh i think this is a good place to wrap up for Mm -hmm. this segment yeah um but yeah thank you so much for coming on and explaining all of this to uh not just us but our audience as a whole um yeah, because this is this is a lot of stuff that like isn't necessarily in the big BBC expose.
3: Yeah, I, well, I was gonna say like the whole one of the big reasons why I started looking into this community is because I was, I wanted answers to their behavior as well, and I think demystifying this kind of stuff is important. Mm-hmm. And zoo yeah. sadism in general is a topic that people get so freaked out by they just it will clear an entire room out. Nobody wants to hear about that shit. But the yeah. unfortunate problem with that is. Because it's left alone, it just keeps festering and getting worse, and you can see that right now on social media. Like, it's Mm -hmm. this kind of stuff is like all over Twitter. It's all over Facebook. Facebook has groups with like hundreds of members sharing zoo sadistic videos, not just alone featuring monkeys. And unfortunately, it's also starting to become somewhat prevalent with children as well. Like, that's one of the things that we kind of bumped shoulders with. That live streaming of child abuse is now an actual thing and not just a dark yeah. net rumor. Yeah. So yeah, like people need to really acknowledge this stuff or at least understand that it exists so that you can actually put pressure so that legislation can actually get passed because the people in the countries doing this kind of stuff, you can't really get rid of them. You can get rid of one guy. Another will take his place. It needs to be more legislation to actually penalize the people that are funding the content in like the US, Mm -hmm. um, the UK, Australia, Germany, those kinds of countries. So yeah, yeah, like any opportunity we get to like be able to share that kind of stuff with people, we'll take it for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll wrap up here. Yeah, y'all should try yeah, to do
3: yeah. something fun before you go to sleep, though. Like uh, eat cotton. <laughs> yeah, candy or something. Yeah. yeah,
0: let's... Uh, yeah, I'm going to go do
1: something enjoyable. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, uh, uh, I've got uh, 24 hours to fly all the way to India, so I have uh, a lot of quiet time to myself to think about everything that... Watch a lot of
3: superhero movies or something. Just yeah, it's most it's the most disposable stuff you can get.
1: Yeah. But, right. Dave, <laughs> thank you so much for all your work. Yeah, um, thank you so much. And keep yourself safe mm-hmm. out there. Thank you for Thank you for talking to us today.
3: Yeah, no yeah. problem, dude. So, yeah, whenever you guys speak to Lucy, if you want me around, just message me and I'll get back. And
0: Sweet. All right. Uh, thanks so much. Sounds good. Thank All right, you.
3: dude. Take care. Bye. See ya. Bye.
0: All right. Bye-bye. bye-bye. All right. Welcome, everyone. This is the second interview uh, portion of episode 40. So, we have with us now Lucy, uh, joined by Yardfish, Dave, who was with us for the first portion of this. And, yeah, you were also one of the people that helped you know, sort of blow this whole thing wide open, right? So we wanted to hear from you as well. And uh, here's a good question we can start with. Um, It's it's the same question we asked Dave. How would you describe, like, the series of videos that led to you being put down this algorithm path that sort of led you to the Monkey Hate videos? Like, they all started out as pretty innocuous, right?
4: Well, you know, they they started out at, like, I was watching... um the chimpanzees and the gorillas from the zoo in Japan. Mm-hmm. And it was just from watching that, then all of a sudden, you know, I was seeing um, pet monkey channels mm-hmm. in my feed. And at first I wasn't, you know, clicking on them, but I kept seeing one in particular that was like an exposed, it was on blast. They were exposing the, what is it? Mona Donna, Donna. Yeah, monkey. So I, watch that one and that was like an eye-opener but then you know just from watching that one that like my feed was just filled with pet monkeys yeah (laughs) like you know it didn't take long for that you know to happen so
0: yeah so would you say it's like definitely like sort of a pipeline from like these videos of pet monkeys like looking cute and clothes and in people's houses to yeah okay
4: yeah for
3: sure it's definitely more than just a pipeline though because the guys who first started filming the viewers were literal youtubers
0: yeah that is true right. you, you did mention that yes they true. went yeah. from like
3: yeah like yeah. okay bro was a youtuber uh what's his name uh um, Mas Bechette was a youtuber uh i'm not sure asap was a youtuber but um i think the guy that put them in contact with him was a youtuber mm-hmm.
4: yeah yeah i believe it yes
3: yeah and so uh would you say it's all,
0: like, mostly, like, obviously the common factor here is that all these videos are being filmed, usually in countries where there is, like, a native population of primates, but would you say it also has something to do with, like, the local uh, animal cruelty laws? Because I, I've seen, like, a a similar pet monkey channel where it doesn't seem to be, like, overly cruel at first glance, but it's still very weird and like i checked the linkedin of the guy and it was based out of like vietnam like i don't know how like what how would you describe the link between like animal welfare laws and the content that these videos start to create over time
3: i mean i would say that i mean yeah is a big motivating factor because they know they're not really gonna get heavy criminal charges but a lot of people would kind of say things like um you know the monkeys are pests in these countries and stuff right uh, dude, like, the most common pest, the animal that they consider to be pests the most are, like, dogs, because dogs mm-hmm. are everywhere. You only run into monkeys in very specific areas. And uh, the people that get caught doing this, like, they're not... It's not something that's specifically just going to be ignored by the locals, you know? It's its going to give you a bad reputation yeah. if they get caught. So, like, they film with masks for a reason, not just because they're scared people report them, but it will ruin their reputation where they come mm, from.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, here's the, speaking of YouTubers, uh Lucy, you have a YouTube channel, two YouTube channels actually that were recently suspended for cyberbullying, I believe.
4: Well, the first one was um taken off for I guess cyberbullying. Yeah, allegedly
0: cyberbullying.
4: <laughs> yeah. And you know what can I say about that? It's just like you know, I know the cat. Yeah, the cat, and this is what's gonna happen. <laughs>
0: That's all right.
4: You know, I'm sorry. You're all right and she stops. Anyway. Oh, no. He uh-huh. had,
3: like, a cut that was just, like, all over last time just doing <laughs> yeah. cat things.
4: Yeah, this is, like, she's just needy. so... But anyway, um, the cyberbullying was, you know, those monkey haters, they just... Once a video of mine, you know, was released, uploaded, then... Because they were subscribed to my channel, mm-hmm. um, they would all get to... One would say, okay, there's another video, and they would do, like, a mass report. Uh-huh. So... And, you know, of course, it was for cyberbullying.
0: So would you say that were they coordinating this in the same like Telegram group chats that yeah. they were like sending these video? Yeah. Okay. yeah, that's wow. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Yeah, they would hit like pretty much any channel that uh, talked about monkey stuff and it wasn't just them, though. It was like YouTube would also uh, deal. Well, no, I wouldn't say specifically D list, but you'd get hit if you made a video about monkey stuff. uh, Like uh, there was a a bigger YouTuber who made a video about the monkey hate stuff a couple months ago and it was doing really well, took off. And then after a couple hours, you just see the views just spike downwards after the video got blacklisted. It got age restricted. It got hit with a whole bunch of different stuff. And one of the interesting things too is the BBC documentary that was released, that was age restricted before it even aired. Like once they uploaded it, before it actually premiered, It got age-restricted. For clarification, the YouTube hasn't had a BBC documentary age-restricted in a long time. Like, two weeks prior to that, they released a video, uh, a similar investigation into these dudes that were molesting school girls on a a train in Japan. And they would sell the videos on social media. Dark stuff, right? No age-restriction. Human trafficking, uh, selling kids, uh, really horrific sexual abuse stuff. No age-restriction. But the video that implicates YouTube and this kind of stuff gets restricted. really just something to consider,
0: right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly And uh, yeah, I guess that leads me into my one of my other questions is what measures do you two think that YouTube should be taking to prevent content like this from being generated or do you think Do you think there's any degree of like complicity in this or is it just? uh, Mismanagement or incompetence
3: I I would probably see more they don't want to spend money. Yeah, <laughs> more okay. than anything else. more than malice per se. Well actually, well, let me put it like this right? YouTube uh, Lucy's last channel got terminated uh, for basically uh, ban evading, right? because they banned her previous account. But the only way they would have seen her account was if they paused the documentary because was they, they had a sequence where her new account was on screen for one second. That was the only time it was mentioned so they would have had to have paused that video take a note of her channel because a weird ass channel name and then manually strike it it happened hours after the documentary came out she got uh that's
0: crazy yeah so do you yeah like i'm just like obviously this is just speculating but it's like worrying to think about like obviously like the algorithm is partly to blame here and to fix that would be a lot of effort And it's a lot easier to just, like, sort of suppress uh, blame coming at them, I would assume. So um, I assume it's also just due to, like, it's a lot harder to manually moderate stuff. But then again, in this case, it does sound like they did do that manually. So very, very strange.
4: Well, I know that there was another, there was a video um, that, I can't remember the name of it, but they used a thumbnail from the video that shows, like, what I did was I replaced the face of a guy and I put it like a killer clown mm-hmm. face on him. And it was that part of the video was it was making a point about, you know, um, yeah, get a YouTube channel and a monkey and then you can make money type thing, you know, yeah. so I used that evil, the evil clown head, you know, as you know, like kind of a representative, it's kind of evil to, you know, do that. So but they took that, I think this is what they did is they, they're the ones that used that thumbnail. They, you know, or however that happened and they saw that and they automatically assumed that I was doing some, uh, scam, you know, mm. uh, because it was actually, um, I got this off of Google. It was like these some guy, um, talking about YouTube and you can make money and blah, blah, blah. So they took that as it. That I was scamming people. Really? With just because, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And Dave, I'll have I to. Think that you, yeah, it, huh? yeah. I think they were using that as an excuse. Yeah, yeah.
3: I think they was just using that as an excuse.
4: Well, yes, of course, absolutely, absolutely, and I do yeah. agree with that. Yeah. yeah. But but you know, I mean, like well, that's
3: the solutions. On YouTube, it's not just about monkeys though. It's like animal channels on a whole, or just like stupidly exploitative. You don't have to go looking very long to see like oh no this poor cat i found them stuck in an impossible situation buried under a fire truck or something and uh, then you film yourself getting it out it's like the animal content has just become feels like it's easier to find exploitative content than it is to find legitimate content like there are no legitimate monkey channels on youtube they're all owned by people that are exploiting them like lady freethinker she did a piece where like people uh, one of her people went to these uh these monkey channels to the actual homes and stuff, and these animals off camera are shoved into mm, cages. Right. Like what you see is a set. Yeah. Like that's an actual set, and they're only fed when the camera is rolling and right. then they're put back into these cages, and then they're dumped once they hit like six to seven months. Yeah. So it's like demonetization of monkey pet channels is probably one of the fullest and easiest things that they okay, can do. Yeah. Because, like, most of the channels are Cambodian, like I told you last time. And it's illegal to own a monkey in Mm -hmm. Cambodia. Not in Indonesia, though, but in Cambodia it is. In
4: Vietnam it is, too, as well.
3: Mm. Yeah, especially, like, some of the monkeys that they use, like the stump tails and stuff, are, like, they're in peril. Yeah. And those are the most popular. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Lucy, actually, remember? So, while we were, like, doing the documentary, Lucy actually found a channel that had a baby orangutan. Yeah. And these freaks... We're in the comments offering, you know, money to torture and yes, molest that baby, baby orangutan. Yeah, yes, that's crazy. That was awful. It was rescued. Yeah. yeah, like she reported it into like a wildlife service stuff. Yeah, yeah it was Rocky rescued.
0: Well, that's good. Yeah.
3: But I mean, the whole fact is like they like to say that's just baby monkeys and stuff, but no, they have a thing for orangutans and baboons mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Huh.
0: Yeah, I've, do you think the endanger, like the endangered status of the monkeys, has anything to do with it? Like, does that play into the sadism a bit? No, Yeah, genitalia does do. Oh, okay. Yeah.
3: that's why they like stump videos that much.
0: Ah, okay. So you th- so? Demonetization is a good first step for like basically like pet monkey channels. Do you think the moderation system of YouTube could be like in any way improved to like take down these videos more or like? Ha- like, it, I assume that it's very inefficient because most of these channels are, like, still active in some way, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Why do you think it is that, like, they're not really taking action against it, seemingly not even as readily as they are against, like, your channel, Lucy?
4: Um, well, as far as, like, the mo- like moderators, I think it's more of, like, a the machine that's doing that. You know? Yeah,
0: it, I'd, I'd assume it's, like, automated.
4: Yeah. So, I mean, you get that automated message when you want to appeal like mm-hmm. a video that's been taken down or your channel and it's always the same thing always the same reply you know what I mean everybody gets that same yeah. reply it's yeah really
3: it's like so, i feel like calling a moderation system is kind of like a joke to be honest is. because it's like it's completely busted true. yeah it's uh cuz like if i would to they, they have like So this wasn't in the BBC documentary because it's, like, pretty terrible stuff. Mm -hmm. But, like, the sexual exploitation of animals is a thing on YouTube. Like, if I were to tell you, you should bleep the name of this channel out, by the way. Don't want people going there. If I tell you to type in and then sort by most popular, just look at what you'll find. Yeah. It is It is some disgusting shit. How that even is allowed? Mm Because it's a guy who's literally jerking off a baby monkey in multiple videos and using it as the thumbnail, and if that wasn't bad enough, he circles, circles. Like, a yeah. monkey's junk with a red yeah. dot, Jeez. so that you know what he's doing, and that's still on YouTube. Mm-hmm. That channel has been up for like two years, I think at this point. Oh,
4: right, yes, yeah. I yeah.
3: was like, how, how how did I get past anything? Yeah, <laughs> <The> moderation <it's... laughs> sucks balls.
0: Something yeah. I've noticed is that like, it seems like maybe the people doing the heinous stuff are a bit better at um manipulating the moderation system to their benefit than we are at like getting their videos taken down oh yeah Yeah. for sure
3: because they can just like buy a new channel which is what they do usually Mm. um the cambodian guys like they if you look at the old videos themselves on the on a channel you'll see that they usually have nothing to do with what they you know making right now Oh, that's because they bought the channel yeah they bought the channel from somebody else who monetized it and then they sell it on facebook so okay. it's easy for them but, to circumvent yeah. the moderation team in that way. They
4: already buy it. That I mean, with subscribers and uh, yeah, that AdSense already like it's already been approved to be monetized.
3: Oh, okay. So the, it's like guaranteed engagement, more or less. And like they've discovered YouTube Shorts recently, mm-hmm. so yeah. they put a lot of stuff on that.
4: Yeah,
0: yeah, and I imagine that's bad too because the YouTube Shorts are being pushed pretty heavy by uh,
3: mm-hmm. like
0: the YouTube marketing yeah. and. You're going to get a lot of stuff suggested to you. And plus, it, like, once you're done with the video, it just automatically continues once you swipe up. Right. So I can imagine yeah. that gets out of hand pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. it does.
3: Like, I mean, uh, just I think it was last week, there was this video of a guy, quote unquote, rescuing a baby monkey that was tangled in a fishnet that was on dry land in the middle of a warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> and he's sitting there and he's like, oh my God, oh my God, how you get right. tangled up. Like, dude, come on. Yeah. You know how we got tangled up in there.
0: Yeah, it does, it does seem to, like, in multiple cases start out with presenting like the helplessness of these baby monkeys and then getting more sadistic with it, uh, after people are like drawn in. Cause like rescuing an animal is seen as like a cute and good act. Right. But for the people who are more interested in the helplessness aspect of it, they're also getting that out.
4: It's the viewers yeah. that just, um, are addicted to that. You know, they want to see yeah. like this, you know, situation and have a happy ending, you know, yeah and it's not it's not like that but i mean common sense tells you that you know you see a monkey like caught in it like a you know what dave just described or in any situation and to be rescued is not likely like it's always you know there's somewhere where there's no other member of their troop anywhere in sight yeah you know what i mean and we already know that these babies—they're glued to their mothers for from the time they're born until what a year old or whatever. And you know, it's yeah. like, why is this monkey like all alone in you know an area where there is zero monkeys?
3: Yeah, like on a construction site and stuff. Right. Like, you seriously or expect people to believe that the monkeys? Yeah. You know, it's just like, I don't think yeah.
4: That.
3: So it's it's because like it kind of is amazing how easily people seem to fall for like a lot of these things to begin with it's just like yeah it's so obviously contrived though right yeah
4: exactly and there's so i mean
3: because they're they're not all monkey groupers that are watching this stuff it's people who actually believe that the animals are being rescued yeah and you would see them like they send money to these youtubers in order to like take care of care of them Mm -hmm. and they use only a fraction of that money to buy like food because the conversion rate is so insane and then they buy a car with the rest. Yeah. Like right. okay really? Bus, for example. A new house. So would you yeah. yeah,
0: would you say there's like a some trickery involved here where like they present in some cases like good animal welfare and then behind the scenes they're just torturing these cool. people? Oh,
4: absolutely.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, Lucy could tell you all about like the um the Cambodian dudes who film at Angkor Wat that present themselves yeah. as like NGOs and stuff.
0: Oh, oh right. yeah. yeah. I do yeah. remember you mentioned that.
4: Yes. I mean, they're all You know, they all manipulate the viewers and they all, you know, and it's, I, the thing that I don't understand is like, you know, the common sense part that um, when, if you're new to see watching these monkeys, then okay, maybe the first time you might not, you know, see it, but when you start seeing a pattern, like it keeps happening, like for instance, um, all of a sudden all these pet monkeys are becoming sick and have to go to the doctor hospital which yeah. they're going to some like pet shop you know that treats you know that has a vet in the back that treats dogs and cats you know what I mean?
3: your vet
4: <laughs> i mean go figure yeah. and so i you know it's like when you see one monkey go through that and then you see another and then another and another it's just like that should be like red flag after red flag like hello yeah, yeah. you know there's something up with this and besides that it's like why are these people like diagnosing or whatever they're doing to these infant monkeys and giving them whatever they're giving them you know what I mean it's like what are they giving them
3: yeah like videos of in baby monkeys getting injections and stuff are really popular
4: yeah
3: and so are videos of kids getting injections like if you just type in kids getting injections or kids being hurt on YouTube you're gonna find unless they took them down recently. You're gonna find entire compilations. Oh, of that hardcore, that
4: those hardcore. Yeah, videos? yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think there's probably some that are still up. I think. I mean.
3: Yeah, I didn't track recently because I don't really want to end up on a list or anything. Yeah. Right. So, yeah.
4: Right.
0: Yeah, Dave, you did mention the link between that thing and like actual like exploitation of children mm-hmm. in our last talk, but um, yeah, I guess so. You would say that, or I guess would you say that like the majority or at least a decent amount of these monkey torture content uh, creators are trying to play both sides of the coin here where they maybe publicly present, you know, seemingly oh, yeah, sure. innocent things. And then mm-hmm. they use that to draw people into the darker stuff that is like more. Right. Okay.
3: Yeah. Cause like, I was going to say, so like Lucy's been like documenting this one woman who has like 25 channels or something like that. Yeah. Or
4: more, uh, yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah.
3: And she basically, like, rotates through monkeys and stuff. And I'm not even sure if I can say she tries to present herself as a nice person. I guess she kind of does. Mm-hmm. But, like, she's trying to play, like, a wide audience. Like, she, she constantly does, like, scat videos. Would Yes.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, um, total exploitation of their genitals. I mean, in a very obscene way. And yeah, that would, that yeah was, and it's yeah, on YouTube
3: dead. like she uses it as thumbnails and stuff like that yes and um but she's also trying to cater to the people who want to see like a baby get pampered as well, which is what she does on camera in some of her videos and then the people who like to see them get hurt it's like they they know they have to juggle demographics if they want to make the biggest impact possible because mm-hmm. some of these channels have like seven hundred and fifty thousand right and um the video i'm specifically working on right now which i didn't get chance to do because some shit always keeps coming up right. is specifically on a guy who by day he runs like five channels on youtube right and by day he presents himself as the most loving kindest guy imaginable I, if i saw his videos i would be convinced that he's legit you know he he really really takes seems to take really good care of these baby monkeys they're not as afraid of him but once they get to around five months old he tortures them and kills them on camera and then sells the videos on Telegram. Wow. And replaces them with two new monkeys of the exact same name.
0: That's crazy. Yeah, no, I... Yeah, that's true, though. Jeez. So, would you say that... Uh, Dave, you mentioned last time that many of these people are not the smartest criminals. Yeah. <laughs> would you say that there's a, a definite pattern... That seems to work very well for like identifying these people like immediately or at least upon closer inspection
3: Yeah, insult them Uh, (laughs) I'm I'm not joking by the way, like I found so many of these people just by insulting them in my videos Like just calling them kitty diddler or weirdo they Um, They hate that they will go off on this unhinged rant in the comments And that literally led to a bunch of them getting arrested because I, oh, I, figured out who they were. <laughs> and like the BBC actually recorded like ride-alongs on the raids for some of these guys that got arrested. And it sucks that they couldn't air it because like UK oh, laws know, and right? stuff. Like yeah, yeah, like they can't really show their faces and stuff. But it was like, because they was talking so much shit in the comments, right? They, they was like, you cannot stop us, yeah. yeah the fish. We exactly. kill a million yeah. baby, pity infinite, yeah. and you can't save them. It's like okay, but you just open your door. and Let me walk right in. there. Life. So yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Thanks.
3: Exactly. And I'm not joking. Uh, Kiwi Farms, for example, does that constantly. They insult them, and then they become obsessed with them, and then they fish them out. <laughs> it's uh, it's great. Pretty funny to look at.
0: Oh, it is. Really, yeah. So even yeah. with the more innocuous, like if they, if you wanted to figure someone out by like their more innocuous side of the videos. Like, the people who are creating the monkey torture content, like, if you just found a, vid- a channel that they run where they're being nice to the monkeys, but they have another channel yeah. where they're, like, torturing the monkeys, how would you, how do you draw the link between those two channels, usually? Like, how
3: do you figure that out? Um, well, you usually just—monkey molasses are stupid. They don't understand self-preservation, so they will release a video to share it because in these communities, the more content you can share, the more clout you have, right? And when they release videos, that allows us to identify who's making the videos. Uh-huh. So that's how we usually do it. It's like most of the people making the the YouTube videos and stuff like that, they're not specifically making snuff content, but they are abusing them. Uh, so okay. Yeah. So when it comes to that sense, it's kind of safe to assume that most of them are abusing these monkeys because that's the easiest thing for them to do because these monkeys require like constant attention okay they're like toddlers, basically and most of them you could see that they're clearly undernourished like they're malnourished and stuff like that they're much smaller than they would be normally
0: Mm -hmm. so is it safe to assume that like most channels you see that post hundreds of videos of like baby monkeys like in unnatural situations like with clothes like would would you say that that's probably a good indicator that this person is doing something weird
4: are you saying like when you see videos of monkeys like with wearing clothes and diapers and
0: well yeah i because I, there's, there's like a very specific kind of channel where it's just like it seems like all the videos are on like a set and nothing mm-hmm. outwardly bad is happening but it's these monkeys in an unnatural
4: like right location that are weird stuff. forced to behave against their own natural instincts and... yeah so
0: would you say yeah. that's, like, pretty much always an indicator that they're doing something?
4: Behind? Well, okay. I mean, anytime I see a channel that has a baby monkey that's wearing a diaper, I mean, yes. Okay. I mean, it, if it's only wearing a diaper, you're absolutely being fed with a bottle. Yeah, because it's like that's not – that is not normal. Yeah. That is not normal. And then besides that, it's just, like, the number one – that they're just exploiting it anyway, so for profit. Yeah,
3: that is true. <laughs> yeah. A really a good monkey. way to tell, too, is to look at the previous videos that they made and look to see the older monkeys, what happens to them. They right. usually disappear. Exactly. If you good see point. that, Absolutely. then yeah. they switched out. Yeah. So um, that's one of the things that they do. That's not to say that the ones that keep them around are any better, because yeah. there's this one guy who has like a huge YouTube channel, and he has all of the older monkeys still there but he sexually abuses them and he, he there was like he uploaded those videos of him doing that himself oh, yeah, like seven years him. ago yeah
0: that's crazy on youtube yeah yeah
3: and like he's a massive channel and a lot of people think that he's actually like one of the few people that is good to these animals not nah, dog no i don't think like
4: so. it's, just, it's i've weird. had people
3: telling me for like a while that he also like once they're off camera they they go into a cage immediately um, you know, they're, they're de-fanged and stuff like that. And it's, uh, if I were to make a video on him, I'd get nuked off of all of it. Cause he has almost a million subs, right, so exact- I can yes, so yeah. we're trying to deal with him legally, but he has political connections in Malaysia. So wow. it's like tricky. Yeah. Right. yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: So they could theoretically just like sick their subscribers on you to like mass report you and get you taken down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: They have done it before. Cause I got the videos from somebody who re uploaded them. Mm. and onto youtube Uh, granted they probably shouldn't have done it that way because that's definitely violating youtube guidelines (laughs) but i mean that's where we got it from and it's like his face his voice his hands his monkey's balls all of that
4: yeah Yeah. and the cat he did the cat too
3: oh Uh, yeah the cat too he also he didn't limit himself to monkeys by the way he's an equal opportunity degenerate cats monkeys and uh who knows what else
0: yeah yeah So, um, two more questions, but I'm going to lead with one first, because that could inform my second question. Uh, what do you think that our viewers, like, average everyday people who don't necessarily, like, spend a lot of time, like, trying to track these people down, what do you think they can do to help fight against this trend? Or not trend, but this, uh, little cult, I guess you would call it. (laughs) Hmm.
1: Well, there's, I
4: mean... People who realize what's going on—I mean, for one, I guess it would be to stop watching those that channels. That is true. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a you know a start right there because you know it, even just commenting on their channel, watching their channel, that gives them you know like the views, engagement, yeah, the comments. I mean, it, so the thing is, is just to don't subscribe to them, don't watch them, okay. don't even leave comments. Yeah.
3: Well, I would also say, too, like, just the fact that more people can know about this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. also can increase the pressure being placed on social media to up their moderation stuff because this these people have been around since, like, 2015.
4: Yeah.
3: And they were ignored for so long, and they just kept escalating until they got to this point.
4: Yeah, I didn't even know that it existed in 2015.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You know? I was like, that's when the earliest videos really started showing up. And, uh, yeah, they were completely ignored. People just kind of swept them under the rug. And they, were, they weren't they trying to hide. Like, they were right there in the comments being really brazen.
0: Yeah.
3: And uh, YouTube ignored it for so long, even though, like, people were sending them the links telling you, this guy is openly selling snuff on your platform. Right. They didn't do shit. And, uh, yeah, it was only until, like, Nina did that lawsuit with YouTube, like, for facilitating distribution of crush videos. Like, right. I'm not 100% sure the details, but... Like, the judge, they assumed the judge was going to throw it out immediately, but he didn't. Mm -hmm. Like, he told, he told them to do something about it, like, to rephrase it or something, reframe it. And it was after they did that, they went on a mass exodus, and they purged a lot of monkey torture channels. And Lucy's channel was also caught caught in that. that.
0: Nah. (laughs)
3: Yeah, she got nuked during that purge. Oh, hell yeah. But, um, that's the telling. They knew the channels were there. They knew where all of them were. They got rid of them in, like, a couple of days. Yeah. And, uh... Something similar happened with Elsagate, right? Because when the Elsagate stuff happened, like those channels got nuked as soon as they got like mainstream attention. Hmm. And if you went through the like the internet in the air following that kind of stuff, you wouldn't know that was a thing because they're all gone, like all of them just wiped out completely.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, so yeah, YouTube knows. It's just, they don't really give a shit unless they're pressured. Yeah, that's the problem. So
0: do you, do you think it's because like they're getting ad money from it that it's just like they don't really feel particularly pressured to take them down, maybe, or yeah, yeah.
3: But I don't think it's like a ton of ad revenue though yeah. because it's not like these channels are massive with like ten million sub. So, okay, one or seven million. Well, there's so uh, a yeah. few of
4: them that are, which is like some of yeah. them are like a little questionable because you know they can buy that. Um, there's a program where. It's like an uh, a generator, a view generator, and then yeah a, like subscriber
3: service more like yeah. a thing. It's yeah, it's a service, another programme, so to speak.
4: Right, yeah.
3: But yeah. I think some of those channels like the one she's talking about, is like they bought it to hell. Like um Animals Home and stuff. Like yeah. that has like seven million subs and like millions of views. And it's either the kids that are watching it, it because is. it it's does try to jack the Yeah, like it does try to jack the YouTube kids algorithm, but like you know, really yeah. bright, happy music, well, yeah, and bright if you colors, go to the
4: kids, though, if you go to their, you know, area and then you type in pet monkeys, you'll see that those videos. Yeah. Yeah. So
3: like some of them definitely do target that demographic yeah. and that's really creepy. That that,
4: is, that's that is yeah. big right there. That is. Yeah. Big. And if I kids watching that. Then I mean,
0: it's, so. it's also definitely like doubly bad because I mean, uh, the same thing with the Elsa Gate. Uh, kids just tend to let videos autoplay and just watch whatever comes on. Yeah, right. And so pretty much anything can get exposure and revenue and engagement that way. Yep. The yeah. a-
3: Interesting thing too about the Elsa Gate is like the Elsa Gate stuff had like a lot of like weird scat stuff in it with like yeah. poop and so on. And this community is just filled to the brim with that. Oh, and that
0: absolutely. Animals
3: home. The channel it like constantly has in its thumbnail a. bit... Uh, picture of a monkey sitting on a toilet yes like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah see i did yeah. notice yeah. that because yeah. like what i was thinking of is like completely outside of this before this article even dropped and i reached out to you guys i like found this really weird channel that had like dozens of videos of this monkey on the toilet and i was it was a very unnatural <laughs> thing and like all the yeah. thumbnails looked the same and i was like does anyone know what the deal with this is and yeah i guess i have my answer now
4: I did a yeah. Christmas video with those monkeys um, <laughs> saying, you know, like, oh yeah, your monkey will come, you know, potty trained. You know, there's a monkey sitting on the toilet. They get a supply yeah. of like, toilet paper and, you know, it will do your laundry for you. And, you know, because watching. Yeah, it's like they hold them.
3: their hands and make them do like weird chores and yeah, stuff like know, that. It's and like, it's really weird.
4: It's the stuff that makes
3: them so like
0: kids, right?
3: Yeah, because they like have like, you can hear kids laughing over yeah, the videos and stuff like that. That's really weird, creepy.
4: It's like <laughs> a play, like kitchen, you know, with the little miniature food. Yeah. You go to the grocery store and they go in their like electric car, like, you know, the remote control car or whatever. I hate that
3: goddamn just, car. It looks so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it is stupid.
4: But it yeah, also they usually have like a lot message. of little
3: ducks following them around as well. I don't right. get that. I guess children yeah. like ducks.
4: Well, one of my roommates showed me a video, shared a video with me of one of those monkeys that was on the back of a goat, and they're like, "Isn't this cute?" And I was like, "No, this is not cute," and they didn't yeah. really understand what was, you know, they're like, "What's wrong with it?" But I had yeah. to like, tell them, "This is like what's that is a problem."
3: Do a lot of people yes. see like these cute videos and they're like, "Ah, that's adorable. I want one of those." Yeah, like, yeah. They probably like um stick out that animal in a cage afterwards, though.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I guess you would say just, like, general awareness and, like, making people aware of this so that the pressure gets put on them uh, legally Mm -hmm. and financially is definitely probably, like, the most important thing that, like, the average person could do, right?
3: Yeah, but not just for the monkey stuff, though. Like, the animal stuff in general Mm -hmm. on YouTube, like, it's bad. It's really bad. Like, the monkey stuff is at the worst because they kind of use – they serve as a proxy for, like, a lot of different weird fetishes and stuff because they're very – cuban-like nature but like that's why they're so popular but the animal stuff is just pretty bad on youtube Mm -hmm. in general and that's really something that they need to be pushed into actually doing something about yeah they're not gonna do it just like that
4: right Mm. so a lot of i mean they were supposed to do something about like all these like animal rescues and it's still you know it's still a problem
3: yeah Because, I mean, the the other point to that is if they don't do something about it, then legislators are going to make them do something about it. And that will usually end up crippling. Like, it will be really harsh for everybody. And I don't think anybody wants that. We just want you to regulate your platform the way you said it's supposed to be done. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, initially I was going to ask if there's any monkey torturers who you feel aren't infamous enough and that you would, like, want to bring to justice almost but i feel like that's probably better to like ignore and handle legally right or
3: yeah yeah i mean if there's somebody that's not famous we're not gonna talk about him like i don't yeah. to know who he is yeah we're gonna talk about him after he's dealt with not before yeah
4: exactly yeah yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah so i guess as an alternative to that what would you say is like a are there are there any other happy stories that came out of this, like any, any rescues that you want to talk about, or is it mostly depressing:
3: <laughs> They rescued the orangutan.:
0: That is: okay. Yes
4: they did rescue. Uh, the Lucy got a which cat was
3: awesome. which was probably going to die <laughs> yeah, she got didn't rescue.: I got
4: that video was age restricted when I posted that video about the orangutan. <laughs>
3: it was mm. funny.: Oh yeah, of course, yeah. right.
4: Yeah, of course.
3: Yeah, but the people asking you to ask any guy to molest that, deep, they were just fine yeah mm. exactly um,
4: right exactly
3: but as for happy stories
4: though yeah <laughs> I, I, it's a is, yeah.
3: tall yeah. ask really for good. a subject
0: like this but you know
3: yeah usually once a youtuber gets their hands on one of them they're probably gonna die
0: Dang. yeah
3: um if not die then they get abandoned and like live in ass conditions
4: mm.
3: from, then probably die damn
4: the majority <laughs> well, of them
0: might die well so no happy note to end on turns out humanity still 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 sucks a little bit but you mentioned last time that this has actually improved your opinion of humanity dave because of all the people that came together to help shut this thing down like completely of their own free will uh, on their own from a lot of different backgrounds yeah so yeah i guess that can be our happy note is that at the end of the day, there's more people willing to try to shut this down than there are people Absolutely. who want to keep yeah. this going.
3: Oh yeah, I mean, most of these dudes, despite their like bravado online and stuff, once they get confronted in real life, they, all of the bluster just disappears, their balls just drop off, and they're like, um, they're not shouting Karen, or they're not saying, no, you're the pedophile, not us, which is like their favorite right. tactic. Yeah. Right. yeah. They, they don't say any of that shit. They just they just get real quiet and mm. they will be like, "I was I was hacked though. That was my that was my brother's phone or dumb shit like that." Yeah. And then they eventually cave because it always ends one way for them. They know what they are. Right. And I was I was kind of I actually thought that they, they believed a lot of the shit that they said online, yeah. but like after seeing how they behaved when they got confronted, it's like okay, okay, so they don't believe any of it at all. It's just bullshit. Right. They just yeah. tell themselves that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah. They know that they're doing something wrong.
3: They know it. Mm-hmm.
0: It's sort of like to catch a predator.
4: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Love that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm. I'm really grateful you guys came on to talk to our audience and share this and. You wow, know, your I'm, cat
3: I'm... is really obscene. <laughs> just licking away in <laughs> back? Oh my god.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no you're all right. <laughs> like...
0: but yeah um right. thank you for all the work you guys are doing and you know continuing to do this stuff
4: absolutely um yeah. including yeah. coming on here. here unfortunately it doesn't right
3: yeah. yeah i think we have like more work now than the last couple of months so is it yeah because <laughs> we don't get paid for this shit at all. No. yeah i was gonna say
4: <laughs> yeah which, yeah that's another funny thing a lot of these people you know like the that whole monkey hate community thinks
3: that
4: we're getting paid you know i wish <laughs> and it's like it ain't i that.
3: buy food yeah because like my youtube channel hasn't even managed to like because all my videos get demonetized obviously and i demonetize them myself in most cases but like uh, you need to get a hundred dollars on youtube to get a payout to begin with and yeah i'm like i'm at like 91 dollars after two and a half years oh my god! so yeah imagine the uh one pizza I could buy with that.
4: Right, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Oh my
3: God.
4: Yeah, but you know, it's like they're not gonna. I well, I don't want to be. My channel is not gonna be monetized. I mean, and strictly because I'm not gonna profit off the misery of these poor animals. But
3: yeah. you know, I
4: also use the word "fuck" too many times. You know, in my videos. So yeah. They yeah. just. You know, they ain't yeah, fine. like
3: if people think I insult them a lot, and like you know, yeah. Yeah. She. She takes a dunk on them like constantly as well. Yeah, well
4: it's easy to do. To, I mean, how can you not?
3: Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. <laughs>
0: There's a bit of a freedom I feel in not okay. having to like conform to the YouTube guidelines, because like we we don't we aren't monetized on YouTube. We probably won't be. So we we usually just like. Uh, you guys could consider making a Patreon. That's what we do. It's it's just where people like voluntarily. Oh, yeah.
3: Like I I do have a Patreon. Oh, really? I, why.
4: I do oh. as well. But oh, okay. Yeah, I'll I'll put those in the, the
0: episode description.
3: I... Oh well, yeah, we have like nine patrons or some shit. Oh, yeah. So it's like not like, like a big deal.
0: Okay. I'll I'll oh, make shit. sure to plug those so people give you money. Well, <laughs>
3: big part of that is because your channel keeps getting blown up, and I people know, don't even right? know you're still around. Yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> so, I also don't really. Go on there. I I can't. It's hard for me to upload the videos because they my videos are too large. Mm, yeah.
3: Oh so yeah. So then I
4: don't want to go back and like have to edit and like cut in half or you know yeah. shorten. That's just too much. Like, so I don't know. Um, but
0: yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I think yeah. that about wraps things up. Thank you again for both of you coming on and answering my questions. Uh, Thank
4: you, Austin.
1: Yeah.